You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 28. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, everything is canceled. So, can I change my moniker again? Sure. The pride of Ori at this point. The pride of ooh, Ori. Buddy. The pride. We'll talk about that later on, but ooh, buddy. Oh, man. What Thank- a good release. <laughs> Thank you to everyone watching live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every week. Not every Wednesday anymore because we don't even know what our schedules We are don't even, even know when our work is canceled, not canceled, yeah. if we're all dying. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so you can find us on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you'll find us on there. We have a great show this week, including our topic of the show, where we're going to dive into all the news on delays and cancellations as a result of the coronavirus. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump in. The first item on the PXN News of the Week is Naughty Dog has come under under fire lately with uh their working conditions i guess with their studio uh they've there was a jason schreier uh article that he was talking about how uh they basically encourage crunch and the delay for the last of us has actually uh it hasn't lessened the crunch but which is what it. neil Druckmann said was the point of it was to lessen the crunch and right it seems to have done the essentially polar opposite of that yeah I mean, we've been talking about crunch in the game industry for what going on about two years with Epic Games, Never Realms, mm-hmm. um, I think a whole bunch of other ones, and it's just, I get it, I totally understand like the need for it. Um, as far as from a business side, I also understand from taking care of the employees where it's not. It's just certain jobs function in certain ways. I mean, yeah. I, I it's it's kind of weird to explain this to because I again I. I'm hard. It's hard for me to say if I'm for it or against it. I think that's up to the individual if they feel like this job is worth it to do that type of work. True. But you think about like a chef. Yeah. And a chef, like their days are, like it's known that they're long. They're long days. They're very busy days. They're not exactly Gordon Ramsay like yelling and cursing, but they are very fast paced and that type of stuff. So people love that type of atmosphere. So you just have to think, okay, that's just the job that you wanted. That's the field you wanted to go in. And yeah. this is kind of a known quantity in gaming culture. Yeah. Uh, but I still think it is kind of, uh, I don't want to say crappy because maybe it's just how they worded it. But mm-hmm. the fact that Neil Druckmann came out and said, this is why they were delaying it. Right. And then obviously now it's being reported the kind of the opposite. Yeah. It kind of makes you look like you have egg on your face. Yeah. And the, the other problem is, is like they say that uh, crunch isn't required or whatever, but uh, a lot of people cite how basically they have to do all these crunch hours because if they don't, then they have no ability to move up in, in the, uh, in the uh, company. So like if you don't put in those extra hours, then your manager or whatever, your superior officer or whatever you want to call it, they're not going to, you know, look as fondly on you for a promotion, which mm-hmm. they talked about that with, uh, with Rockstar as well, uh, working. Oh on yeah, Red a few Dead. months ago, yeah, yeah. So it's a problem that's kind of rampant in the industry. That uh, I'm not sure how they're going to sort that out. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna take some employees like saying no, basically, for that to happen. And I don't know if that'll ever happen, but. Obviously, you see from Naughty Dog's games how high quality they are, that the crunch really does work. It's just, it's not great on the people. No, it's not. And, like, uh, Schreier, even, I guess, like, kind of mentioned, and they, uh, I was reading about it, too, as far as, like, that you have to look at other developers and how they're taking it. Telltale, the new Telltale, has famously been set up to be a non-crunch environment, as opposed to what it was. Nintendo is famous for zero crunch it, they will delay a project indefinitely just to make sure that their employees are healthy i mean look at mm-hmm. breath of the wild so it was supposed to come out in 2015 yeah their physics engine wasn't working they delayed it multiple times to the point where they launched a new console with it mm-hmm. i mean and granted we know that game has gone down in history but like you haven't heard any stories coming out as far as like oh those four years were a living hell that type of thing it was 
cool. Got to get this done, but we want it to be perfect. We're going to take our time. True. Uh, and Sony and, and Microsoft are, I, I think you would agree, they've been public as far as like, hey, take your time, do what you need to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know who's really rushing on this part. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird situation for sure because uh, you do have games like uh, Halo Infinite that has a five-year dev cycle that they've never had that long before. Yeah. Normally it's been three-year dev cycles for the mainline Halo games. So. Like you, like you said, it seems like the the companies want them to take their time, but then when it gets to finishing the game, like the last few months of the game, it seems like that's when the crunch happens, and it doesn't ever seem to exactly, end. yeah. So, but I mean, at least hey, we have some good news. We do uh, when it comes to the Last of Us. Yeah. Um. So, Last of Us uh, series is coming to HBO. Yep. Uh. Cool. I only say cool because. I, I'm excited for this because of what the casting could be. Yeah. Um, I saw actually a meme online that the casting could be uh, Nikolaj uh, Koldo Waster, uh, the guy from Game of Thrones, uh, Jamie Lannister as um, uh, Joel. Oh, who really? Kind of looks dead on him when he has a beard. Hmm. Um, and then uh, it was just, I can't remember what else she's in, but I just remember her from Justified. But she's like the perfect look of Ellie. Hmm. Um, so this is all cool. I, have, I We don't have any casting confirmation or anything like that. Yeah. They said production won't even start until after Last of Us is even released. I think the the good thing about as far as casting goes, like HBO's had a really good track record with casting. Like Outsider has really good casting. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Chernobyl, all of those had really good casting. And you speak of Chernobyl. Yeah. That's who's actually the team behind Chernobyl was actually yeah. leading this uh, series. Right. Uh, and you and I both loved Chernobyl when it came out uh, uh, last year. Yep. So I have a lot of faith in that. I just, we, we saw how, we've seen how far The Walking Dead has fallen off. Yeah. So just, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, does now society have a zombie fatigue? Because in the end, Last of Us does boil down to a zombie apocalypse. Just their own take on it yeah so i'm just curious if that is a fatigue at this point and will it resonate with viewers still but dude two bangers now coming out as far as from showtime and hbo as far as video game adaptations uh we have uh uh, showtime's halo series Mm -hmm. um and then now this so those are two giant exclusives for both platforms that'd be great um i think those are going to be just as the witcher has been for the netflix Mm -hmm. i think we might see Video games have failed in movies. Yeah. Failed, just but continuously. Lately, they've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Sonic was actually really good, I thought. Yeah, but. so is it going to be now... Oh, you saw Sonic? Yeah, I did. I wanted to see it. It actually looked entertaining. I actually liked it. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I thought Jim Carrey looked kind of like he would actually be really good in it. Well, what's funny is is I feel like Jim Carrey was kind of the low point of the movie. He wasn't like peak Jim Carrey, but I feel like they led into the next movie him being like himself, if that makes sense. Okay. So he was a little like weird in this movie, but yeah. it wasn't quite like all the way there. But Okay. Yeah. But so. I, I think video games are going to find now almost a more of a perfect setting in this whole series type mm. thing we have no we don't have any indication about halo any indication about last of us but i actually really enjoyed the witcher um and that's not me not being a huge fan of the games yep. um and i think we've talked about exposition when it comes to video game adaptations tv's allowed to do that ex uh, like give that exposition i mean you think about a halo campaign is how many hours you can't really explain all the story points in that in a two-hour window True. but over a course of a series yes you can right. you can develop that relationship between cortana and master chief or ellie and joel True. so i don't know we'll see what happens yeah. I, I hope it's good yeah me too uh a lot of good shows mm-hmm. coming out uh our next news story final fantasy 7 released a demo last week uh boom wow yeah that was a stealth release yeah yeah it was even stealthier because literally i'm watching a video of it on ign and I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. And then my friend Chris gives me a call. He's yeah. like, hey, have you played it yet? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's playable. I was, just, I had no idea that it was playable. I didn't even see anything online that said it was playable. Yeah. So have you gotten a chance to yet? I did not. Ah. No. So it definitely obviously changes things up um, as far as the combat and all that stuff. It is. I went the active route. I have yet to try the classic mode. Hmm. Um, but 
gorgeous really gorgeous game i've I seen mean, a little bit of gameplay of it and it looks really good yeah. visually yeah um i really like the dichotomy of switching between your characters so you get to play as both cloud and barrett hmm. um and actually you can switch on the fly and for the most part your ai does not like when you're not controlling the other character mm-hmm. he's not really making stupid moves uh for the most part and it's so easy to just hit the r2 button and control or sorry the l2 button and then you can control their special move so while you're doing a special move they can do it as well or you can just do it back to back maybe they have one that knocks them down like thunder or something like that Hmm. so i really like that um i I am very much more excited about this game than i was yeah Um, obviously i was going to get it no matter what but oh damn it just got me hyped for it uh free demo maybe takes less than like 20-ish minutes, uh, but really kind of gives you a sense of what you're in for as far as the combat. And I think that's what most people wanted to know is how was this going to play. Do they talk about, like, the timing of it? Is Does it, like, start the game, like, at the beginning, or it's, is it in the middle? It, it's the very beginning of the game, okay. and the very beginning is a shot-for-shot shot from the beginning of Final Fantasy uh, PS1. Wow. Um, now they do a little things different, a little different exposition. Um, there is an Easter egg that it's online, so I'm going to spoil it, where... If you choose the option to defuse the bomb in 20 minutes instead of 30 minutes, then you escape, which is super easy. You ha- I had like still like 11 minutes to spare. Um, you get to see a cutscene where Cloud is having a vision of Sephiroth, which is very weird because Sephiroth does not get mentioned until almost the end of the Midgar Act. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's wondering if Sephiroth is actually in Midgar for some reason. Um, so that was really cool to kind of see. We haven't really seen too much of him in the story trailers. But this game's, I, I'm hyped for it. I'm, I'm really hyped for it. I hope you at least get the chance. I know you're not interested really in it. Yeah. I hope you at least get a chance to download the demo just to kind of give it a taste. Yeah, I'll probably give it a, a chance at some point. I just I have to find the uh, ability oh, and last, the willpower. These next three weeks, we've been talking about how it's been dead. Yeah. These next three weeks, bro. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Ori and Doom and all kinds of stuff. Ori, Doom, Neo 2 for me. Yep. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's going to be a crazy couple weeks. Yep. Uh, moving on, more PlayStation news. We have Ghost of Tsushima finally has a release date of June 26th, which it's a good thing that we actually know what this game is now, right? Yeah, we know that it is a game that is getting released. Yeah. That's about it still. My God, just... They need to show gameplay. I don't understand why they showed a story trailer when they haven't really shown it's, enough gameplay. And it's the second story trailer, too. Right, yeah. Like, I... I just and I and I have the utmost faith in Sucker Punch. Right. I really do. Yes. But I just want to see what I'm in for because yeah. here I am about to buy Neo Two again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's a very samurai heavy action game. Okay. Well, do I want a samey game or right. is it going to be offer me something different? That's what I want to know. And Sekiro, Sekiro came out last year too. That's another samurai game. Like true. That's a lot in succession, in my opinion. So it's true. like, what are you doing to separate yourself from those two franchises? Agreed. Uh, I mean cool that's pretty awesome for playstation as far as they're having essentially big bangers before the beginning of july yep. i mean dreams came out um what other ps some other playstation exclusive just came out too i can't remember what it was but anyways you have final fantasy 7 last of us yeah um but like you have these giant games that are coming out now finally uh so you're you can tell they're gearing up for whatever PS5 is. Yeah. But still, I need a gameplay of this. I just need that. I don't get like how these pre-orders are selling out and all this stuff because it's like, what do you know? Mm-hmm. I will not pre-order something unless I know what I'm getting, in my opinion. I, I think everyone should kind of look at it like that. Yep. Agreed. Uh, moving on, Call of Duty Warzone is the official name for the Battle Royale mode on Modern Warfare. So... Uh, this is probably the worst kept secret in uh, Call of Duty history. What, it got leaked like two weeks ago or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, officially released to around 6 million people in the first 24 hours, yeah, which crazy. is really good numbers. Um, but the uh, the really good news from Warzone Front is it's actually really fun. So you've and had a chance to play it? Yes. Okay. And actually, like, I really like, um, crap, I'm blanking on the name uh the uh 2v2 mode crap why can i not think of it oh gunfight Gunfight, yeah yeah yeah. i really love gunfight in modern warfare but i think i might like this a little bit more 
uh, just because um, the way they do the world and everything, it, it makes it really cool, like a cool twist on everything. So essentially, you drop into your map like every other Battle Royale game, uh, but you have cash that you pick up as you go as well. Uh, they have stations set up where you can buy items with cat with the cash that you pick Interesting. up, and so you can pick up you can uh, purchase like perks or. Um, uh, kill streaks or revive a teammate or something like that so in order to revive teammates you have to actually have enough cash to do that which makes it another kind of layer on top of the traditional so there's formula. other so besides obviously the kills and getting first place you yeah. actually have to like you want to be strategic about how you're doing things and spending money okay. exactly that's a, that's an interesting take and actually my favorite part of it is the leaked thing that we were talking about before that uh when you die for the first time, so your first death, you go to the Gulag, which is basically a 1v1 arena, and the winner of that 1v1 arena gets dropped back into the match. Have you so, have you died and yes. fought in it? How yes, was that? Yes, it's awesome. Because <laughs> it's basically gunfight 1v1, yeah. and it's super intense, and it's super cool, though, because uh, the way they have it set up is you have an arena down below, and then there, there's like a ring on the outside of the arena. So as people die, they populate into the outer arena and That's watch. Really cool. And watch as the two yeah. people in the match are playing. Like me and my friend, we were, we were playing, and uh, he died before me, and he got put in the arena, and I got put in the audience. So I was watching him like kill the other guy i thought it was super cool like it yeah, was, it's interesting it was very that's cool. that's a that's a really cool take good on yeah. for our them to uh, like actually kind of do something different in the battle royale yeah. landscape for a it all absolutely and it doesn't break the game so like once you get past a certain point i i can't remember what point it is but i want to say it's like uh 40 players left or something like that yeah uh, once you get closer to the end of the match it doesn't let you do that okay back i was gonna say anymore. yeah you gotta make sure that it's so, fair with all that stuff. yeah so okay. you can't be like in your like top two top last. two <laughs> yeah. and then you get one back in yeah so uh yeah that's super cool um and the the only thing i found weird about it is so it's actually free for playstation plus yes uh yeah. subscribers but you don't have to have playstation plus to play it but for xbox correct. you have to have gold to play it correct so that's a it I, has to do with the partnership right i think no i think it's because of how microsoft does their subscription so warzone takes place you you can download a standalone warzone client mm -hmm. that's free to play uh that you don't have to own modern warfare for but you can also access it in Modern Warfare. Okay. And with Microsoft's stipulations for gold, I believe if it's a paid game like that, it has to be gold, uh, gold enabled or whatever. Interesting. So okay. I think that's why it's like that because Fortnite it does not require that, and Fortnite's a standalone. Is it Apex should be then too, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. I was gonna say because I know PlayStation, Xbox. Yeah. Sorry, PlayStation Apex is free. Correct. Uh, you don't have to. Have Plus or anything so Correct. cool okay that's a better uh that makes me actually feel better than that it was a partnership bullcrap thing no yeah nothing like that uh so moving on we have more playstation news well, except sort of not playstation news but uh there are pc versions confirmed now we've talked about rumors on this podcast before pc versions of both horizon zero dawn and death stranding announced for pc so this is this is very exciting for more people to be able to play two really good games. One really good game and one game that people like that I don't like that I don't understand they like, Death Stranding. But very divisive anyways, game. Yes. Uh, two very good games uh, that more people get to play. This is awesome. Uh, just kind of continuing on Microsoft's uh, motto of let's just let people play our games. Yep. You know? So I hope that continues into next generation for... I well. I think now that it's started, I I think it's just going to be a snowball effect. I think it's going to keep continuing. The only the only developer that will not will be Nintendo. That's just not Nintendo's bread and butter, which I get. True. Nintendo builds their systems for their games. True, like it's although they have been a little more lenient as of late with mobile. That's like, true, mobile I can see, but I do yeah. not see. No, you're not playing Breath of the Wild on the PC, right? Yeah. So uh, moving on from that. 
NFL 2K is coming back. Uh, there's kind a, of. Sort of, yes. <laughs> uh, there's a new partnership that they announced for 2021 uh, that 2K announced in partnership with, with the NFL. Uh, they're doing more like arcade type experiences for 2021. Uh, it's not going to be full blown simulation like Madden is. Madden will still be the only sim game. Correct. Correct. However, I think this will be uh, kind of their entry point, and for them to get their systems back up and running for a football game for 2K, and I think that possibly as soon as 2022 we could get a simulation game. I because I. Right now, that is the case, but I feel like this is kind of just paving the way for that to happen. Well, and if you think about it, too, this is actually just better competition for Madden, in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, PES Soccer and FIFA go back and forth, and has only made both of those products so much better. I mean, historically, NBA Live has sucked, but NBA 2K was able to rise and be, like, the number one basketball game to play. So, it's like... Yeah, it's great to have that healthy competition to kind of get that. Absolutely. Now, I'm I'm less of a sim. I actually preferred NFL Fever on the Xbox. Blitz. Um, preferably to Madden. Well, Blitz was definitely arcade. Yeah. Fever was a little bit more arcade. It wasn't as simmy. Um, I preferred that just because I get the sins, but like I, I like games as far as escapism, not to play a job essentially and so that's what i didn't i sometimes don't like about like those sim sports games is it's too much like all right man i just want to do some stupid crap on it which is fair because the most recent madden game has gotten to the point where it's it's too simmy yeah it's literally too simmy it doesn't feel fun to play that's what i think we've talked about yeah we did when it came out yeah but it's just like you have to strike the balance of fun and sim so so, but a good thing there's, I mean, that's now two sports that are getting now that used to only have single games mm-hmm. too. So MLB, uh, we know that contract is getting, or not, sorry, I shouldn't say two games, but MLB, the show is now coming to multiple consoles. Yes. Uh, where it was 2021, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Cool. But still good fronts from both those sports. Because at this moment, it's going to be the only thing that you're going to be watching for sports. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh our next story is uh, kind of continuing on the PC train. Half-Life Alex previews have gone up. Uh, a ton of outlets have had a ton of coverage on it. It looks really good visually. Like, for VR, it looks really cool. Uh, a lot of the features uh, that they're showing off look innovative for VR. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of uh, systems and stuff in there that look really cool. Ryan McCaffrey was talking about it Uh on twitter i follow him on twitter he was talking about how good it was and how they basically had to pull them away from it uh he's like yeah if i could have been there all night and played it i would have yeah like that's really high praise and i i'm honestly on the fence right now because i'm not a half-life person at all like i've never been into half-life at all uh but i have my oculus quest now which i'll talk about in a little bit and I can use the link cable to play Alex if I wanted to purchase it. So I'm kind of on the fence if I want to if I want to do that. But I yeah I, I probably would honestly because I think this is yeah. going to be a uh, VR must have just like Beat Saber is. True. Uh, I think this is going to be if you have a VR unit that can get this game, you have to have it. I mean that's just it's I don't know anybody. I'm assuming even when you bought your Quest. You have Beat Saber. Yes. Yeah, it's it's one of those games you have to have if you have the device. Which, weirdly, the only th- complaint I have about Beat Saber is, is I don't like that there's not, like, more, like, uh, well-known songs on there. Correct, unless you can actually hook it up. You hook it up with your computer, you can play modded songs. So, oh. like, Eminem's, like, uh, Godzilla's on there and really? all that. No, there's, there's so many people that modded the songs oh. and, like, done their own dances that you can download and all that stuff. I'll like, have to look into that. Yeah. Like, I've seen a bunch of videos where I'm just, like, they do some crazy stuff with these songs. Like, just <laughs> insane. Hmm. Uh, and I actually completed one for once. I didn't fail. So. It was on easy, right? It was on it easy. It was on easy. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It was on easy, yes. Uh... <laughs> Moving on, we've got some Xbox news. Uh, there's a brand new Halo novel. Halo on yeah. the podcast? On this podcast. Really? It's crazy. This is the I first know. time. Yeah, we never talk about it. I never talk about it. So, in all seriousness, this has very deep ties into Halo Infinite storyline. Uh, the new Halo novel is called Halo Shadows of Reach. 
which will see Master Chief and Blue Team head back to uh, Planet Reach. So no one has been back to Reach since Halo Reach ended, and uh, the the spoiler alert: the planet was glassed. What? So uh, apparently, Blue Team is going back to Reach to try to find Doctor Halsey's lab, who Doctor Halsey created Cortana to try to find tech that she left on reach to defeat cortana because cortana is the enemy yeah. in halo 5 obviously um but this is very interesting because it kind of uh shows what happens after halo 5 the events of halo 5 and what blue team's up to uh and kind of i feel like this book is going to lead directly into infinite because this book comes out in september They've been very quiet about what is actually uh, the enemies in the book and what uh, what the I don't know the synopsis I guess is for the book. So it's going to be a look book all about Locke for the record. Yeah, no, please no. <laughs> uh, but they've they've been tight lipped about the enemy that appears. They've literally just referred to it as the enemy. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. They have the the cover for the uh for the the book is absolutely amazing it has master chief's new armor for halo infinite and it also has uh the rest of blue team's new armor that is uh in the style of halo infinite uh halo 5's version of all the spartans looked completely different because uh that was 343's uh style that they used for halo 4 and 5 but Infinite is a much more harping back to the original trilogy and is really fucking awesome to see. I know I just cussed, but it's really awesome to see all... That's all right. When we talk about Ori, I'm cussing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's really awesome to see all four of them in the Halo Infinite art style and see, like, how good it looks. Like, it it looks amazing. Like, I, I literally can't wait. And the other interesting thing is... is this may mean that blue team will actually be in halo infinite after people were con concerned about them just cutting all ties and just doing master chief only because of all the backlash from five, but people love blue team. We want to see more blue team. So that's very exciting. Uh, moving on. I'd we say that for last this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. We've got final fantasy 15 mini games apparently you were talking about this are on stadia do not perform oh yeah i was well. watching some videos on it there was an article posted on ign and the main reason why we included this is because like we've been we talked about stadia how we weren't we weren't sold on the console things just keep coming out more and more that pretty much convince us that we were right for this um, I mean, I don't even know what their sales numbers are, but I know yeah. they're not strong no. at all. Um, I think but, last I saw, they had like maybe 100,000, yeah. but that's not a and lot. And I know no one that I talk to that has a stadium nope. or why they would, especially out here with our internet. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the just the jankiness. Like there was a, a car mini game uh, where you're playing as Noctis in this like little toy truck. Um, and I remember playing that on Final Fantasy 15, ran fine, and then just watching this on Stadia, multiple people, and it's just like the cars are going sideways, blowing up, like it's just laughable yeah. at what's going on. And there was another thing about Stadia too, about like issues with it. There is Doom Eternal. Apparently, after Bethesda had said that Doom Eternal would be coming in 4K for Stadia, it is not coming in native 4K. It's coming, I think they said like 1400p or something that's being up res to 4K. So yeah. it's not, uh, that just shows you that the Stadia cloud powered console isn't as powerful as they are trying to make it seem. Yeah, and you so. could just literally have an Xbox One X exactly. and you'd, be, you'd get that native 4K. So exactly. it's, and at this point, it's a cheaper investment. Well, yeah. maybe not cheaper investment, but a better investment than you are with Stadia. True. Um, or just wait for Series X and you'll have it backwards compatible. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if we're getting consoles this year? Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I didn't think of that. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't, mean to, no, I didn't mean to just like, oh, definitely, no. uh, I kind of, yeah, that's kind of a big deal as well. Yeah. Um, CD Projekt Red is our uh, second to last news story. Uh, they have announced that they are making a new Witcher game after cyberpunk so uh, something that we all had to assume was coming yeah um uh, i mean cyberpunk is for the most part i feel like we all think it's going to be a success um regardless of how it generally does i think it'll be a commercial success 
Um, as far as if it doesn't review well, I still think a lot of people were so interested in this game. Mm -hmm. But I do like the fact that CD Projekt Red is not forgetting what got them here. Because, yeah. um, like, I love Naughty Dog and how they developed, but I loved when they did the Jack and Daxter series. Um, I love the Crash Bandicoot series. I'm not saying they had to go back to those games necessarily, yeah. but, like, they CD Projekt Red is showing that, hey, like, this game made us... Like, we're still interested in this world. I mean, the TV show made this uh, property bigger than ever. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, we are, we're still want to do this type of game. The numbers after uh, the TV series came out of people going back and playing the game. Oh, just on Steam, insane. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like millions of people playing it after it came out. And yeah. it was on sale weeks leading up to it and weeks afterwards, too. So it was a perfect opportunity for them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was just... I, yeah, I, I think this is obviously that they're going to do this and everything. Absolutely. Uh, our last news story is a couple of uh, review roundups. Uh, so for Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, has gotten reviews as well as uh, Neo 2. I say we go with Neo 2 first because okay. we haven't played it yet. Um, so I, I, this is a game I did pre-order. Um, so I'll have more impressions next week with it. Yeah. Um, but it's getting... Yet again, just as the same as the first one, stellar reviews. Yeah, it's a um, 90 on Metacritic. Yeah. Um, it is doing uh, awesome that everyone's kind of praising yet again the combat, and yet again the story is kind of getting crapped on, which I get. I understand. I couldn't tell you the story of the first Neo besides whitewashed William, basically. But at least this time you have a character creator. But it does really make me happy that this is getting on par reviews as the first one. So that means I'm not going to be at all disappointed yeah. with Neo 2 come tomorrow. Yeah. But let's be real. That's not the important review. I'll talk about Neo 2 next week. What's the important review, Daniel? The important review is Ori and the Little There we Wisps. go. Uh, My shit. Obviously, we both have played this, so we could kind of lead this into our games we're that's playing. What I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So uh, moving on to the games we're playing, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Not the Will of uh, the Wisps or the Will's Wisps. The no, Will of Will the Wisps. of the Wisps, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we both have played about the same amount of time, a little under an hour. Yeah, probably. we haven't been able to dive in too much just yeah. with everything going on out here. But it yeah. is stunning. Oh, my God, dude. First yeah. off, why does – both these Ori games, immediately I'm like, okay, cool, I'm watching something. I feel like I'm watching the first – opening of up yeah. like i am getting like what the hell why are you tugging at my heartstrings with this crap uh -huh. no what the, it's just yeah. why i yeah. mean it just moon studio uh, is that what it is yeah um uh, they just their art direction is phenomenal my god and i talked about this a couple weeks ago that i thought microsoft should maybe try to purchase them as a studio yeah. but it gets a little tricky because i know when they made ori in the blind forest they were like I want to say they were like in 10 different states or something. Yeah. They were all spread across the country. So I don't know if that will ever happen, but that I think that would be a great purchase for Microsoft. I, I just really hope this is a success. Um, so like he was saying earlier, this is getting great reviews yep. um, as far as from the community. And as far as I've played in that little less than an hour, you and I agree that it just feels like you're back in the swing of things. Yep. I mean, it's... I know there's so much more to experience, so much more power-ups. I mean, it seems like you're customizing your Ori mm -hmm. um, as well with just the different types. Um, I mean, the enemies are a lot tougher yes. this time around, too. Like, my God, the combat. That actually reminds me. I stopped at the fox. Is you it did? the fox? Yeah, it killed me yeah. twice. <laughs> it, it killed me like four times, yeah. and I'm like, all right, I got to step away yeah. for now. It's it's a lot more different. But I, I learned after that first fox fight what I was doing wrong. I'm thinking I need to kind of run and gun, but all I have to do is kind of wait for it to lunge, yeah. jump over, swing on the back, and stuff like that. But that really gives me a lot of hope that, okay, cool, I'm going to have to actually think about my combat this time around. And that's something you didn't have to do with the first Ori. True. Um, and it seems at this point, uh, just looking at the map and what I've explored so far, the, it's going to be much more uh, bigger in expanse as far as the areas that you're going to do. I mean, I've seen um deserts winter area uh, i mean it's it looks like it's going to be a definitely a 12 plus hour game as far as comparison to the last one because i think i spent maybe about 14 or so to 100 percent it all together uh, but man this is 
right now i am for i know a lot of games are coming out this year that we've got to play but this will this will be my front runner oh at wow. this point i'm gonna go ahead and call already it. dude i was you saw how obsessed i was when it came to the switch um and just how i fell in love with it i'm already there again like i just want to go home i don't even want to be on this podcast right now let's be real wow. i just want to be home Jeez. and playing some ori all right well, i'm sure you want me gone and you want to be playing some let's ori. just beat this on then <laughs> Jeez. all right uh call of duty warzone i've already talked about that in the news That's, of the week yeah. so i don't really need to rehash that uh oculus quest i've been playing a bunch of games on there for my uh, new quest that i got uh, i beat vader immortal all three episodes already the one disappointing thing about vader immortal was to me how how the length was it was only about an hour per episode so hmm. and essentially you're buying three episodes ten dollars each so thirty dollars for three hours yeah i didn't know that yeah it's I think it's more because of the what the experience of it all yeah. probably okay. Granted, the uh, you can do the dojo stuff like the training stuff, and which is what I just played actually yeah. before we started the podcast. That yep. was really neat, and that is and that stuff's cool. But like as far as the story, it's literally just an hour an episode. Okay, so it's a little disappointing in that regard. But the, overall, the uh, I liked how they did the story. Okay, so I thought it was cool. Uh, the other things I've been playing, I played that football game again. That was a lot of fun mm -hmm. still. Uh, but I also played Rec Room. That's something new that I played. Uh, essentially, this has a whole bunch of like mini games and different experiences that you can do. So like, there's a giant lobby you can go to that's like a rec area. So you can shoot like basketballs, play ping pong, yeah. like all kinds of stuff. But then uh, the coolest part was they have a paintball game on there. So you go into the paintball game and they have maps built around paintball and you uh, basically are playing capture the flag with paintball guns. So you pick up different paintball guns like shotguns, snipers. and Are you playing uh, with pistols. people or AI? People. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And it's super cool because cool. Uh, you can move around freely with the joystick while like using all your VR uh, experiences. That's it's just really fun to play it's like you're playing paintball yeah that's uh, actually really awesome yeah it is it is very cool yeah i won't lie um just demoing a bit his oculus quest it's definitely something now that's majorly on my radar to yeah. purchase um i can't wait for the more experiences that come to it and things that you get to do um, but yeah, it actually looked like a very good investment. I can understand why it's selling out. And the best part about it is the fact that you can plug it into your PC. If you have a PC that's able to do VR, yeah. you can plug it into your PC and do like traditional PC experiences like Half-Life Alex. I don't know why I keep wanting to call it Alex, but because the why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, that to me was one of the big selling points because I really liked the headset and I thought it was really cool. The experiences on there, but plugging it in, being able to plug into my uh, PC and play full blown VR experiences. That's very exciting yeah. as well. That's awesome, dude. Yep. Um, so I kind of, besides Ori, and again, I didn't play that much. I kind of went back in time a little bit. Uh, so first one is Super Metroid. Um, mostly because I started, I had to get an oil change this week and I was like, I'll bring my switch. And then I started going through the super Nintendo, uh, section on the switch. And I was like, you know what? I really want to play super Metroid. So I played it again, beat it again. Um, cause it only takes maybe like two ish hours or so, maybe two and a half. Uh, I was, I wasn't collecting everything since I have before, but obviously that game will hold up till the end of time. I mean, just yeah. it, it, it can't not, but, um, I super Metroid, uh, last of us. Halo. I don't know if Halo, I don't know if uh, Last of Us will hold up in necessarily that amount of time. Cover base. Yeah. I True. can't really name too many. Like I don't think the first Gears of War holds up today, um, as far as from gaming standards and all that stuff. I don't think the first Uncharted holds up today. True. Uh, for all that stuff. So it's tough. It's tough to say. 3D games are always going to be a hit or miss as far as holding up. 2D generally can hold up for all that stuff uh but the second one that i played going back is not too far was neo the first one uh mostly i just wanted to kind of refresh myself with some controls mm -hmm. kind of get back into that uh pseudo dark souls atmosphere um because as much as it gets compared to souls like games uh, it is not that it is made by um ninja theory um or team ninja team sorry ninja, team ninja yeah. who did the uh wonderful ninja guiding games um so 
you have to think about like how those games are. Those games aren't like the from software games. No. They are very, very much their strategy in a way, but way action oriented. And so is Neo. So I was kind of refreshing myself as far as, okay, enemies attacking. How do I go about that? And making sure I knew what that, but I mean, that game still holds up today. It was a PS plus game a few months ago. So hopefully a lot of people grabbed it. Um, Cause obviously you'd be an idiot not to, but yep. can't wait for the second one tomorrow. Really cool. can't. I'm excited for the new powers and all that stuff. Awesome. Uh, and at least you, I can play games when everything's did, down. So you pre-ordered Neo 2 then? I did, yeah. Nice. I got uh, I had some coupons still with Best Buy, so cool. I think it only it only came out to me like 20 bucks or something like that. Perfect. Uh moving on to the topic of the show. So the coronavirus has canceled everything, including this podcast. Including and- <laughs> yeah. No. Uh so E3 canceled. Uh South by Southwest canceled. canceled. Every single sporting event canceled. canceled. Uh, Every, GDC canceled. canceled. Uh, yeah. It's 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 kind of a nightmare at this point. And I think, well, as we alluded to earlier in the podcast, it does bring back some concerns about are next gen consoles gonna be able to come out this year? Like, are they gonna make the 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 timeline for getting? So uh, I first I want to preface this with saying I think. The cancellation of E3, while inevitable, is not a huge hit. Yeah. Um, it is a trade show uh, for the most part. I get it. They started letting public in and all that stuff. But I think we're still going to get excellent coverage of new consoles, new games, all that stuff. I, I just think you're going to, instead of E3 being talked about on a national basis, you're going to have to go to your outlets to view it. So Kotaku, yeah. IGN, um there's other places I just those are two off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, PXN. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Game Informer. Um, yeah. Um, but like so, Xbox already announced that they're doing a video event. Yep. Um, Ubisoft and, as well. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft. Yeah. So I know we're gonna get the information. We're gonna get to see the games we want. We're gonna get to see the previews that we see, just not in that atmosphere. Yeah. As much. Um, so that is not at all worrying to me. Yeah. And I don't know if you're feeling kind of the same way when it comes to that. Yes, in that regard, yes. Okay. Uh, in the other regard, uh, as as E3 unfolds as an event, like it's such an exciting time of the year because, like, oh well, no, there goes your prediction videos. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, like everyone has like their thing that they look forward to. Like E3 is the thing that I look forward to every year, and like the last four or five years I've been doing E3 predictions videos. Like I love doing those videos. That's like my favorite part every year doing those videos and editing them and doing all that. And now it's just like, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that because what are these digital events going to, uh, when are these digital events going to take place? Are they going to take place the week of E3? Like when they were supposed to happen, are they going to take place in May? Like we don't know any of that. Like Ubisoft could decide, Hey, we're going to do this event in June and Microsoft could say, Oh, we're going to do ours May 20th or something. Like that's the thing that I hate about this is the uncertainty about the timing of everything. Yes, I think we'll obviously get all of the same information that we were otherwise going to get, but I don't think it's going to be as big of an event, so to speak, as necessarily it has been in years past and has always been. Oh, yeah, I agree 100% on that. Sorry, we have a guest star. Yeah, uh, my dog. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I I agree as far as we're not going to get that excitement. I mean, we all tune into our favorite podcast to listen to like their E3 predictions, yeah. and you're not going to have that this time around. Yeah. Uh, so that is going to be a very odd thing not to experience. Now, we could be we could be still early in in saying this because there was the thing that the ESA was exploring a digital E3 event. So it's possible that they they end up doing a digital E3 and telling Ubisoft, Microsoft, and all of them who were going to show up at E3 to show their events, you know, online during E3 week. So that could still happen. We just don't know at this point. Like, we yeah, don't know but at this point, even uh, uh, the uh, I can't remember who is Electronic X, but whoever runs that I'm ESA, ESA, thank you, yeah. um, has already even said that they're giving everybody their refunds for it. Correct. So yes. I don't know if they can really dictate. Hey, we're still going to have an online event. Would you like to do it when maybe? 
Microsoft's thinking, well, it might be better that we control everything. And that right. actually will be kind of a bonus is that we, we always kind of joke about like the issues that happen, either technical or even from a talking standpoint, um, mm-hmm. as far as like maybe the language that they're using is not the best way to describe something. Yeah. Um, and video really gives them time to kind of control their messaging. And like Phil Spencer, if he just wants like, hey, look, we're going to go over every little detail about this thing. It's on a video. You can either choose to watch it or not. It's not like it's at a conference where you have to watch the whole thing. True. So, And the other thing is, is I feel like we lose a little bit of like the emotion of E3s. Like you always, every year there's a, a huge audience at the press of, press conferences. So you, like Sony, Microsoft, whatever, you lose that fan base, like being excited about announcements. Like when Halo Infinite is shown off for the first time and people are surprised like no you don't wow. get your screams and hollers yeah, and everything like, yeah i get that there's just, yeah it's just an added layer yeah there is excitement that builds with that type of stuff i mean final fantasy 7 for me i remember when that got announced at pxn and everyone lost their or pxn geez. pxn yeah yeah remember Woo! when we announced we that? have an exclusive <laughs> final fantasy 7 reveal what was the playstation i called p pxn uh, psx px PS- psx I don't know. It has been two years since they did it, so I can't it's remember. PSX, right? I don't know. Maybe we just stole the name. We didn't realize it. I think it's PSX. <laughs> I think you might be right. Uh, PlayStation. Sorry, we don't mean to. It yeah. is. That's what it's coming in. I'd say that's yes. PSX. Okay, good. That's so we did not. We did not copyright. No, We're good. We, we didn't. Um, but yeah, I'm just thinking about that type of stuff. Now to go back onto your our, our earlier statement. Mm-hmm. About the impact of the actual console launches that we're going to experience. Yeah. I strongly think right now we're going to see a pretty major impact in consoles. Do you think we're going to see a delay or just a, a not as large shipment? Like I am concerned on one or the other. Yeah. Um, I can't say for certain. I will say this. If they do launch, the scarcity is going to be extremely high. Yeah. Um, now, granted, China is going back to normal. That's been reported. Their version of the MPA, NBA took nine weeks off during this whole thing. It starts back up next week. We will, as a, as, as a nation and as a, a globe, we will get back to some normalcy at some point. Once everything kind of dies down and people don't buy 20 things of toilet paper every second, hmm. things will go back to normal. But it is going to impact a lot of production that's already impacted our markets. I mean, our everything crashed the last couple of days. Um, I didn't even want to look into stocks at all for anything. Uh, this just in. XFL has been canceled. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I really do think if they go ahead with both systems, first off, I have a feeling that Microsoft and Sony will partner up to decide either to delay or to go on. I think, think they would. So? I think they would do a joint statement. I think... Even even us not knowing an actual release date, just knowing release windows for both of them fall of 2020, mm-hmm. I truly believe that they both think it's probably healthier if they're both competing with each other and not singled out. True. Um, I just don't know. Like, I don't, obviously, neither of us know this information. No. I don't know, like, what their supply chains are, like, how their manufacturing plans well, differ. Remember or... that to a certain degree they utilize some of the same parts yeah yeah. like it it's pretty well known thing i mean everyone wants to crap on xbox this generation and crap on ps3 the last generation for the most part they're pretty similar systems just different operating systems yeah um so it's it's i i think you'll see something along the lines of hey let's come together what are you thinking well i don't know our production I really would say though I don't think there's going to be a delay. Yeah. I just don't know what that pre-order looks like. I mean, it, we talked we talked about this weeks ago. If it goes live, you got to get it right yeah. then and there. I'm stressing out every day that if it goes live and I don't see it, and then I don't get a, a copy pre-ordered, and then basically it comes launch day and you're screwed. Yep. So I mean, it's going to be an odd Wii situation. I mm. think uh, where if it does launch. Um, you're not going to see them for a little bit out in the wild. And that's, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, the other concerning thing is, is like Microsoft, uh, currently has all of their employees working from home. Mm -hmm. So like no one's working in the studios right now. 
343 is not in their studio working on Halo Infinite. They're working from home, but that's still a concern for a game that's, you know, coming out this fall, uh, supposedly, to launch with Series X. Yeah, I mean, we've seen how many movies in the entertainment industry get delayed. Movies that are finished. And big, big movies. James Bond, Fast and Furious, uh, that new Mutants movie. Like, all of these got delayed, and granted, theirs is due to physical audience showing up. I get that more so than Gaines, because that's something I I made a comment to my brother-in-law about, like, I'm taking a vacation next week. So my goal is obviously to play Ori and Neo too. Um, I know I won't get to Doom on Friday. I don't think I'll have the time just yet. But oh my God, Doom's next week. Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. I just thought of that. <laughs> next Friday. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, but like these games are things that I can wa- I can buy if I don't want to go to a store. I can just buy digitally. Yep. So I mean that's not going to affect anything with it. Or Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just it's things that I'm okay with, but. That's not how other industries work, yep. and it is, it is concerning that this is going to continue. I mean, we're I, I don't want to say that we're this is going to be the new normal. Everything's canceled. I think this is a very brief, brief period in time, especially like schools. Like we were just watching news beforehand. School Kentucky and Ohio, both school, all the schools are closed. Yep. Um, I get. I think it's still very reactionary, but that's just me at this point in my life. Um, but I think we're going to go back to some normalcy. It's just how disruptive is that going to be to this entertainment industry? True. Yeah. Uh, I think the gaming industry is very resilient though. So no matter what happens, if we survive the great console crash of the eighties, yeah, we're going to be okay. This is not going to kill us as far as our things. It's just, like I said, and I think you and I, just like we used to talk about with the Super Nintendo Mini, mm-hmm. um, like we, I know you and I will have each other's backs when it comes to pre-orders. Yeah. Um, I would I would recommend everyone doing the same thing. It's almost like a lifeline, a friend. Like, and heck, at this <laughs> point, that. at this point, even if you don't plan on getting a Series X and a PS Five maybe put in a pre-order for both of them just in case like yeah. one doesn't work or something i would like, agree if one if you can't get one get the other because what console launches maybe differ in like three or four games for the most well, part yeah the exclusive other than that, launch titles, yeah, yeah other than that like you and i both got to play black flag when it launched yeah like it's because if push came to shove and the series x was sold out and ps5 was available i would pre-order a ps5 i'd still be able to play halo infinite on xbox one or pc that's so, true, yeah. That's very true, yeah. You know. Actually, that actually does... I'm glad you said that. That is a very good point that even with the possibility of these consoles not, we know 100% yeah. that whatever games are launching on these two systems yeah. are working on your previous systems. That's true. So that is actually a very good point to think about that it's not necessary that you have to buy these consoles that day. At but launch, yeah. You and I obviously will... Have definitely want to because of being that conversation we both have love for these systems so yep agreed interesting times man yeah interesting times definitely interesting i don't uh, know what to do if i don't watch sports at night either no <laughs> that's that's insane i on march march without march madness i don't know what to even i don't either though i went around and told everybody like i was so happy to hear that uc won the tournament this year They're like what i was like well yeah since i can tell <laughs> any story i want to yeah. i'm just like they won yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, thank you guys for coming out to the show uh, live. We really appreciate it. I know uh, we haven't exactly been on a good schedule as of late, but uh, we're trying to just get these we out. We will be back next week, 100%. With me being on vacation, I'll, right. I'll be good. We will be back next week. You heard it. As long as not on time for Yeah, that's true. We're on the <laughs> Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces.